HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the Dairy Farm Families of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Did you know that today Wisconsin produces more than 600 varieties, types, and styles of American, international style, and original cheese that win more awards than any other state or country? To learn more, visit eatwisconsincheese.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Good morning, this is uh, Gregory Glaze, I'm recording for Cutting the Curd Live at the uh, Opus Cassius Breakfast at Casa Lula, a decidedly mellow morning, <laughs> as I've been informed by... Gratefully mellow. <laughs> yeah, I've been informed by my, my friend Sue Sturman, who's here with me, that it was a, a heavy night of fancy food show. Parties! Yeah, chaos, good times. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were mentioning... Um, you're at the guild, uh, different, uh, the guild induction yeah. at the cheese, French Cheese Board event. Yeah. And that was a great one, huh? That was fun. Yeah, there were a lot of people there. And, uh, François Robin, who's a mayor of the de France that works uh-huh. closely with us at Mons, um, he's, uh, he did this incredible cheese carving yeah. display, yeah. ladder thing, yeah. very American themed. Fantastic. Uh, it's really beautiful. You showed me so. some of the shots of... Uh, and uh, Julie showed me a shot of the Mimolette, and yeah. I love that. I love yeah. the sculptures. It's hard to sculpt a Mimolette. Oh, yeah. It's hard cheese. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. He should be by I, at some point later today. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, he should I, be coming by. Um, so that's nice. Well, it's good to have you here. And, uh, <laughs> always good to be with Cutting the Curd. Yeah, fantastic. Maybe you can uh, tell me what's been going on in your world. At, Oh, lots of travel, lots uh-huh. of uh, lots of courses in France. Yeah. Um, in the last year, we've added um, uh, Yvonne Larcher uh-huh. to our sort of stable of superstars um, teaching. So his courses that he runs in France for cheese making uh-huh. are under our umbrella. They, oh, he does them at his farm. He's got a small herd of Jersey cows. Great. And he's got two levels of cheese making courses. So he's got his cheese making 101, which is sort of a it's a week long survey course, 
And hey, Russell. Sorry, just saying hi to an alum who's just arrived. Um, and, uh, I'll let you go soon. I just want no, it's great. Uh, and then he's got a 201 level course, uh -huh. which is a deeper dive, and we give it three times a year. And each time it's a different pair of cheeses. So it's oh, lactics and tums, yeah. soft ripened, washed and bloomy rinds, yeah. and um, blues and semi cooked. So uh, that's pretty exciting. And then coming up in September, uh, we are doing essential foundation. We're doing with the, the cluster of four courses, but right smack dab in the middle, we're taking everybody to bra, uh, which wow. is going to be very cool. I hope I make it there this year. <laughs> uh, we're slated to open a store right in that same weekend. I'm oh, trying to figure out how to be in two places yeah, at once. Yeah. I really want to be there. Bra is great. Yeah. Bra is fun. But I miss French cheese. Yeah, just hearing you uh, talk makes me a little uh, wistful for, uh, <laughs> for the... Uh, for the wonderful French cheese. Yeah. I'm lucky enough to have a little bit of a Loire River Valley cheese here in front of me. Savor yep. it, you know. It's great. That's, yeah. that's great. So you've been uh, you had mentioned before you've been traveling a lot. Yeah. Uh, so we do the courses three times a year in France, the cluster of courses. Yeah. And I have uh, just a few weeks ago I did our life of cheese in four days up at Jasper Hill. Yeah. Which was great as usual. And uh, coming up in the fall I've got. Cheese in London, an insider's oh. tour, which is a fabulous tour for cheese professionals of going to Neil's Yard Dairy and a bunch of... Here are the classic stops. Classic stops, and we spend a day in, in Somerset, so we go to Montgomery's, we go to Westlake Cheese, yeah. and uh, um, Westcombe Cheddar, uh -huh. and we go to White Lake, yeah. uh, which is way more modern, so we kind of span several centuries of cheese making in a single day sure. in Somerset, which is sure. really fun. Um, I was able to talk uh, with some of the Neil's Yard guys uh, earlier uh, on Saturday yeah. and they're always fantastic. Yeah, they're London's a great town for yeah. cheese. Yep. Uh, it's a It's a great town for cheese. They've got really, really interesting shops. Yeah, yeah. And it's a fabulous in city. They are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and, uh, down in the Charing Cross, where all the bookstores are, yep. and Charing Cross. Charing Cross Road, yeah. Uh, I love, there's some, just some cool shops I used to browse in there yeah. when I, but I haven't been to I haven't been to London straight away, and, and my goodness, it's been like sixteen years. No, wow! Oh, it's changed a lot. I know no, that is a, a total whole, lie. A whole, it's a total lie. You've been I there more recently. I worked there in uh, two thousand and six. Okay. On the shot, shot. Anyway. Yeah. The food when I went there in the, in general when I was there in the in, the, in nineteen ninety five. Oh, okay. Before. Yeah. Um, to what to what it is now, it's like oh, unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. The food scene is really cool in London. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's a it's one of my favorite programs. It's a bit of a sleeper program, but it's a great program. Well, it also, in terms of travel for cheese, you probably get a layer of uh, sort of uh, chaperoning you don't need to do because of the language barrier. Is I know. There. It's much easier. Yeah. The it's, it's the getting no, around, which is harder. But the people understand the language that they're. Yeah, yeah. It's it's easier when it's not constant translation. Hundred percent. Yep. You know, yep. Yep. You can actually have, yep. maybe have a beer. You know, yeah, a lot lots of, of beers. Yeah. <laughs> Even that's the culture. Uh, yeah, and, uh, it is. I I really enjoy my time there uh, on any on every level. Yeah. The people are great. I love the people in London too. Yeah. They've been they've been staying strong through all of these silliness yeah. that's happening. Yeah, but, I know. talked to uh, Jason uh, Hines, yeah. and we, we talked about 
when I, I, I talked to him on Saturday about uh, about the dangers of open air markets, big place. That's a real thing. You know, it's a real thing everywhere. Sad, sad to say, it kind of feels like we're living in the dark ages again. But you know, London's no more dangerous than New York or Boston, where I live. No, it's it's uh, it's 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 really scary. Yeah. I mean, I'm also used to it in a way. I remember when. You know, back in 2003, mm-hmm. when it was, we were jacked up, like, the yeah. paranoia here was higher then than it is now. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, working at Artisanal, mm-hmm. and the clientele, uh, there was a bunch of the UN people in there. Yeah. And we would get, we got asked, you know, counterterrorism was in there. Like, they were, yeah. you know, yeah. it yeah. was, uh, yeah, it was, you know, something you deal with. But, something but you deal with, but, you know... I, I, you know, I travel an awful lot. I feel completely safe Got it. in Got London. It. I feel completely safe in Paris. There's no, if you like to travel, you're going to go where you where you're going to go. Yeah. The first time I was ever in Paris, 1995, all the trash cans were nailed shut. And my, oh, yeah. the subway, my subway line was bombed like twice while I was there. Yeah. And um, we were there on a program and like... We, our solution was to take the midnight train from Paris to Amsterdam and get as stoned as we possibly could. Go back to our place where we stayed. I was like, "We're gonna get out of here, man! It's fucking crazy!" But I came right back, and I was like, yeah. "Paris? What the hell are you yeah. doing? It's not, you're not gonna go there." Yeah, I was yeah. living in Paris then. Oh man! So I remember it. I remember it very well. I miss my French uh, travel. Quite a bit. Yeah. I haven't been there. I was, uh, I was younger, hey, crazier than. I see. Well, oh, you're interviewing. Excuse me. <laughs> so. Drop by Benton Brown. Yeah, man. Um, well, yeah, and then in in February we have a program in Paris too. Yeah. Our cheesemongers from Paris. Where are you? Um, we go to all the great shops. Yeah. And uh, this year we're going to be going on a tour of Rangis. We're going to be judging cheese at the Concours Général Agricole. We're going to have VIP passes to the Salon de Fromage. Um, it's, it's a great program. And then we spend a day out in um, out in the countryside in Sancerre. We go to a um, PDO Cotin Chavignol goat cheese maker and uh, we go to the farm there and then we also go to a uh, wonderful vineyard uh, Henri Bourgeois that's because you know you got to go to France and do wine a little bit even if it's oh, a cheese man, program I, yeah. <laughs> Those are the best so yeah it's a great great program and there's a new um, La Lettrie de Paris yeah. which is an urban the first urban cheesemaker in Paris oh, wow. is opening where? Um, it's going to be up in the Goutte d'Or uh, in the um, in the north of Paris in the 19th 18th or 19th to Aaron Smith. Yeah. So it's the only exciting. Processing or like the only sort of urban stuff I saw when I was there in uh, 99 was in Perfit, the Trojan, at their smokehouses oh, out there. Uh, there's some crazy old buildings yeah. out there. And it was, you know, it was decidedly uh, like like a fantasy I thought I was in. Yeah. You know, I, I was like, this is not real. <laughs> but it was a... Uh, um, it was an interesting uh, field. You know, all food and all the retail shops in Paris are magical. In they are. And it's great the to see the... So much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Come on. Yeah. 
and their 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 way of displaying cheese is so gorgeous. And you know, every yeah. shop is like a jewel shop, which oh, is yeah. really nice. Learned a lot there. Yes, it's a, it's a different different mentality about case setting. I was looking back at um, some old photographs, and uh, I, had, I knew an, uh, an afternoon from there that set up art artisanal, uh -huh. uh, Philippe El Elios. Okay. I mm -hmm. see him picture of him. Yeah. Um, and I remember he, uh, he was the first uh, person who I learned, I gleaned some knowledge off of when uh, he opened up the artisanal cheese. Great. And uh, those were good caves. Like, uh, oh, yeah. And uh, I learned uh, from him. I, I learned what I did, like, that I, whatever I thought I knew, I didn't know shit. <laughs> but it helped well, me figure out some things about, like, yeah. cheese care and maturation. Yeah. And, I, and I think he has a couple shops in Paris. I think he does, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have, I'm really excited to be teaching our affinage course um, in our new caves because we've just, Hervé and Laurent have just completely redesigned and rebuilt the caves in Saint-Anne-Chateau, which is where the courses take place. And the affinage course, you know, we get to work in the caves, hands-on, and these caves are state-of-the-art, they're incredible, they're beautiful, uh, and it's really exciting because in that course, we actually, Mons has three different sites that have that we age cheese. One is the caves, the new caves, Saint-Anne-Chateau. Then we've got the tunnel, the Tunnel de la Colonge, which is a repurposed railway tunnel. And then we have a purpose-built um, cave in uh, the uh, geographic zone of Saint-Nectaire in the Auvergne. We spend a day during that course, actually, um, uh, actually uh, following the life of a Saint-Nectaire cheese from the farm through the Affinage. That's awesome. It's That's great. Fabulous, yeah. Anytime you give people that kind of access, they're just so happy. And yeah, and it, you know, it contextualizes the theory that you do in the classroom. Sure. You know, to, to do the theory and then actually do the work that the theory's talking about and seeing it in practice, it's that combination of hands-on and theoretical that really sure. makes the, makes everything come home and makes things real and immediate. Yeah, and the, I mean, and, you know, retail jobs, uh, the, the way people learn is by doing yeah. something. And the most helpful thing that you can show somebody that they want to learn on their own yeah. is someone else's store. Yeah, and we do a lot of seeing, you know, so in the affinage course we see a lot of affinage facilities and then in the retailing course, Essential Foundations for Cheese Professionals, we go to a bunch of cheese shops. We actually open up and we do the opening setup for, for one That's of Lowell's shop, shops, yeah. You learn, just learning how to... Uh, how to set the case. It's the most important job. It yeah. always will. It's always yep. a job I try to keep for myself. It's the best job. <laughs> but... but uh, yeah, that's that's helpful work. Anytime you bring that to the table yeah. for uh, for cheese Yeah. Um, and it's you know when you it's great to learn. You know everybody has to learn on the job because you've got to learn how your shop does it and how your boss wants you to do it or figure out if you're the boss how to do it. But um, the thing about taking a course is that you get the theory behind it as well. And you get some structure. And you get some structure, and it's sort of, it's a jump start. Free time. You know, a week of courses is not going to 
make you into a cheese professional. No, no. But it will it will set you on the path the and orient you the proper yeah. way. And the hands-on yeah. makes a huge difference. Huge you can difference. Counter of someone's store. Yeah. And it may allow you that kind of access. Yeah. I used to take, there's so many rules now in terms of like when you work for a larger operator, like I used to take free labor all the time. Yeah. You yeah. were like, what can I do? I was like, oh, you want to hang out? Yeah. Break down boxes? Free That'd labor doesn't awesome. work so well anymore. But, yeah, but you know what I mean? People yeah. always did that. Yeah. Uh, I get constant calls from people. Who in the kitchen. Yeah. Like, kitchens would come and just hang out with you. Right. Just be around the stuff. Yeah. People are constantly calling me and saying, hey, you know, I know you're connected in France. Can, you know, I want to go over to France for a few weeks. Can you set me up with an internship at a cheesemaker? It's like, no, it doesn't work that way anymore. It's, that's not how the world works. Do you speak French well? You know, no. It's like, okay, well, the French cheesemakers don't speak English. A lot of, a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of liability. There's a lot of, you know, and so... You know. That's what we try to offer, right. because we now have a small creamery as well at right. Mons. So in our cheese uh, mongering course, Essential yeah. Foundations, um, we actually get to spend an afternoon in the creamery with the cheesemakers. Yep. So, you know, it, it's you know, good access. It's good access. Yeah. You know, so it's it's what you can do. Yeah, you know, because awesome. we've got our HACCP plans well in place. We, you know, make sure that everybody knows all of our protocols and respects them. And, you know, so we can do it upright. Yeah. That's great. That's cool. Thanks so much uh, for giving me a little bit of your time this morning. You're welcome. I uh, love talking about what I do. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for co-sponsoring this fun breakfast. More and more of my alumni are coming in. Yeah. Yep. I think you can shake some booze out of them. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of a morning after party. <laughs> Thanks, Sue. See ya. Take care. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.